Welcome to ECA Interviews, the sideshow where one member of the East Coast Avengers podcast will sit down with the guest and ask them all about their latest work or just to chat. So sit back and relax and let's start the interview. And welcome back to ECA Interviews. My name is JT and I am here today with another creator that has written another phenomenal book. Um, last episode, if you did not listen, I had Ryan Little on who also had a kickstart comic book, uh, make believe you can go check that episode out. But today we are here to talk about something that honestly I, and I was telling, I was telling Josh this, uh, before we started, but this book, you know, grabbed my attention so fast and I got so into it that I was almost late to work. But like (laughs) I mentioned, uh, I'm here with Josh, Josh, go ahead and tell everyone, I'll let you do the introduction. Um, go ahead and tell everybody what you do and you know what we're going to be talking about today. Sure, man. Thank you so, so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Um, basically, I'm, I'm a writer um, in a lot of different fashions, but the last couple of years, especially since COVID started, um, I've been writing more and more comic books. Um, it used to be uh, music and then it went to movie scripts and, and trying to, to make short films and such. But uh, I found with COVID, if I could just kind of hunker down at home and just write everything and then find an awesome artist online and collaborate in that way. Uh, I can still kind of get the things made that I'm, that I'm writing. So um, the last couple of years I've been toying with comic books and, you know, some of them just kind of coming out of nowhere uh, as single issues or, or short series. Um, This book specifically, it's called Twilight Custard. And it was a movie script first that I converted into comic script uh, and then found an artist to draw it. So um, that's kind of, you know, I I like it in that way. I think it's a good introduction to me as a writer, because you know that when you sit down with this book, start to finish, you're going to get the entire story. I'm not going to leave you hanging in a series that may never finish because I'm an indie creator. Um, And it, it reads like a movie. So you can probably get it done in about an hour and a half to two hours. And um, that's kind of the way that I like to work. I'm starting, trying to learn whether or not that's a good way to break into the industry or not, because I've yet you know, to figure out exactly what the best method of that is. But for me, that's what I prefer to read is short graphic novels. And that's what I prefer to create. But um, essentially Twilight Custard is a sci-fi Western and it's takes place in the 1800s at the Texas Mexican border. And there's a uh, Roswell style crash that happens kind of spreading debris across both sides. uh, And this kind of loner cowboy happens to find the Android pilot that has crashed uh, and agrees to help him back to his ship. So it's kind of like a buddy story between the two of them. Um, And like I said, I wrote that uh, and found uh, William, who's the artist, um, who's a fellow out of Indonesia. And uh, he was able to take the script and take my descriptions. And I I sent him a few sample pictures of what I was thinking. uh, And he interpreted it so, so beautifully. Uh, Exactly. I mean, you know, I've worked with other artists before in the past and um, just depending on, you know, the relationship you have and, and how new they are, or what kind of experience they have. Sometimes you have to give a lot of notes when you're getting the art back, but that was not the case for William. Like every time I got pages back, rarely did I have to edit anything. I was just like, wow, this is exactly what I was picturing. So it just kind of turned out really well. I'm really excited to share it with people. And I'm hoping that more people can see it. I, I printed off initially 200 copies and just kind of sold those online in a couple of comic book shops and went to two cons with it. Um, but what I want to do now is do a Kickstarter um, where I kind of recoup the losses and kind of go into phase two with this book, which is printing a lot more copies and getting it out to a lot more people. So that's where we are now. I've got a pre-launch page up uh, for that Kickstarter. 
Awesome. Yeah. I, like I said, guys, when we uh, started, you know, um, this interview process and I wanted to do a sideshow for creators, just like Josh, who wanted to get their creations out there. And uh, I, I mentioned to y'all that he sent over the book uh, to me so I could read it and get a little bit, you know, of back background on it. And it was so good. Like I, like I'm not, I'm not trying to say this because I'm on the podcast with Josh, but it is that Western, you know, uh, sci-fi that he, you know, pretty much just said, and you have the, the Western side and you have a very, uh, futuristic technological side to it. And it's two things that for me personally grab my attention, like no other. And when you mix those together, you get a banger of a book. And, uh, I just want to talk to you a little bit about how that, you know, kind of created, how did you get the, the thought process of creating Twilight Custard? Yeah. So first of all, thank you for the kind words. It really means a lot, man. I, uh, you know, I don't get to talk to a lot of people that actually buy the book and read it after the fact to see what they think. You know, a lot of my friends and family tell me they like it, but that only, you know, means so much because they're not probably not going to tell me too many negative things. Right. So I appreciate it. Um, but you know, the story came from the title first. Um, I was, this was a long time ago now, um, doing a random band name generator to think of a band name. Uh, and it spit out Twilight Custard and the Busted Deadly. Um, and I just loved that so much. It just really sparked my creativity right away. And I held on to it for a long, long time until I could really pull apart what that meant to me. Uh, and I just pulled the story out of those titles. Twilight Custard is the cowboy's name. Uh, and the Busted Deadly became that that android. Um, and I just just kept working and working the the script to make it make sense and to make the story uh, fulfilling. I love, you know, in, you know, whether it be literature or film or comics, I love a good buddy story when you've got two characters that play off of each other super well. So, um, I love writing that. And I think that's my favorite part about the story in general is, is the relationship between the two. You know, you got the cowboy who's just kind of like this stoic kind of depressed man from, you know, the 1800s who doesn't know anything really about the universe, uh, at all. And then you've got this super advanced Android coming in and the, and, and kind of explaining to him the meaning of, of, of life and existence and stuff and the, the conversations that they have together. Um, I really enjoyed writing. It was a lot of fun. Absolutely. And I'll, I'll tell you this. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything for everybody, you know, if, if, you know, they're going to read this. Um, but there are two things that really just caught my eye straight off the bat. Um, one was when um, the robot was talking to Twilight Custer and he was like, he's sitting there and he, He's at the bar and the cowboy and he's he's getting shots. He's just, you know, putting back shots, shot after shot. And all of a sudden he just starts getting this like hearing like it's almost like hearing loss. That's what I kind of, you know, saw it yeah, as. like the tinnitus. Yeah. 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 And and then all of a sudden he just starts hearing this voice. And to me personally, I've I feel like at those moments when you are going out and drinking and you are doing this, you start hearing those voices. It's weird. Um, but he starts hearing these voices and he starts walking away. And then all of a sudden this blue light just happens. And that blue, like, I know you said, uh, the artist sent back, you know, work for you. Um, was that something that like you wanted to happen? Like this blue light? I don't know. It, it's, it was really interesting because it is a kind of black and white panels. And then all of a sudden mm -hmm. it's just this nice, you know, light blue, uh, shade. And it, it just looks really appealing to me. And I really like that about it. Um, was that something that you came up with or was that on him? 
Yeah, so that was kind of there from the beginning when it was being transferred from, you know, film script to comic strip. So I knew for a couple different reasons. So obviously it's cheaper to make a book in black and white. And so I knew with this one, since I was funding it all myself just to get the book made, that I probably would have to do black and white. But the more I thought of it, I really like, I wanted to find an artist who could do kind of like a smudgy hand-drawn, which is super rare these days. Um, you know, most people are doing digital, which which works in a lot of mediums. But for this one, I really wanted to kind of have have that kind of old timey feel. So I needed it to be hand drawn. I knew it was going to be black and white. And I knew I had these kind of holographic powers that this Android had. And so I was thinking of a way to incorporate that, that would make sense. And that would be visually appealing. And so that's just kind of when just a splash of color came into my mind. Uh, and for some reason it was always blue and, and the artist and I did go back and forth a lot on, on the, the shade of blue. Like he sent me so many different samples, just trying to find the right one. Right now it, again, it's, it's very appealing. Like I, like I was looking at it and I was just staring at it for a second. I was like, well, this is really cool. Like, it, <laughs> I don't know. So great, great job on that. Um, the second point I wanted to get to is I love how it just kicks right into that, you know, sci-fi futuristic moment where um, Android's, you know, talking to Twilight Custard and he's sitting there and he's like, Hey, you know, in a, in a few years, y'all are going to send out a beacon. And then, Years after that, we're going to receive it. And then now I'm back in going back in time. It's just you can feel <laughs> that futuristic like vibe with it. And I was like, man, a a a Western comic that just boom, right off the bat just goes, OK, I'm from the future, like thousands and thousands and thousands of years in the future. And I'm here to just investigate. And that's really interesting to me. Um, when When you were doing this as a movie script, was that something like, that you were okay we're gonna we're gonna sit here and we're gonna do a more futuristic-esque uh project for this character or is it has it always been like okay this robot is going to go from from the future all the way back in the past you know i'm trying to remember how exactly that came about i know we had a few different or i had a few different um ideas as to what brought the android here in the first place whether it just happened on accident or whatever and i just kind of thought um, cause I'm a big kind of space nerd in general. And so I came to the thought of the Voyager record that we sent out, um, you know, decades ago now mm -hmm. and, and how far that traveled and what would ever happen to it. And so I just kind of thought, okay, what if, what if somebody intercepted that a long time ago? And, and just in order to travel that great distance through space, you'd have to do some kind of bending of time and space. And so I just, since it's a crash, things went wrong. He kind of overshot, ended up you know, further back than he intended to and kind of crash landed in the, in the old West. Right. And, and you can definitely tell this guys in the book, it is, you can, you can tell from the crash and from the character, the robot talking to the cowboy, you can just tell that like, it is two different timelines interacting with one another. And for me, um, being like, I'm, you know, a nerd in my, in my own right. Um, I almost think of it as like, okay, something's going to happen with the the main timeline. Maybe I'm going farther in like the Marvel universe uh, with the timeline that's going <laughs> right. on now. But like, when, as soon as I heard that he was, you know, thousands and thousands of years from the future and he's going all the way to the 1800s, I was like, something's got to mess up with the, you know, and I haven't gotten too far. So I don't know. I'm not, I don't want to spoil it for myself because I'm going to finish <laughs> reading it tonight. But um, you, you, you mentioned earlier that you want to do this as a movie script and, mm -hmm. um, I, I personally will tell you firsthand that 
either movie or comic. I think this is a great idea and it, it is a fantastic one. Um, can you let everyone know where they can find this or where they can help you um, get, you know, fulfill your dream of making Twilight Custard, you know, hit the shelves at their local comic book shops? I appreciate that. Yeah. So um, up until this point, I had a website. I still, I mean, it's still up the twilightcustard.com where you can buy a copy of the book. Um, I've since kind of turned that off for the time being, because I want to focus uh, on this Kickstarter and see what I, this is my first Kickstarter. So, you know, in the back of my mind, I don't know uh, if it will be successful just because I, I don't, you know, when it comes to social media and marketing and stuff, that's something that I'm yet to figure out. And it's not something that I'm super interested in. I like to just make the thing, you know, but right. so I'm, lear- I'm learning. And so um, at this point, the best thing that you could do to both get the book and to support me would be um, to go to the Kickstarter and just search for Twilight Custard. And right now it's a pre-launch page. The actual Kickstarter starts October 1st. Um, I tried to set the goal pretty low for the project um, to hopefully meet it. And um, so right at this point, I'm trying to get as many uh, followers to the pre-launch page as possible. And then obviously once it uh, hits October 1st, just kind of hit the ground running and and just kind of work the campaign as best I can. And hopefully that it gets to the finish line, even if it fails. Um, you can still at that point, pick up the book from my website. Um, I'm doing it all myself at this point. I'm shipping them all out myself and printing them all myself. So, um, it, it I, I just want as many people to see this or read this as, as possible. Cause I do think it's a good story. I think the art is fantastic and I'm just so proud of it. And I just want to get it into the hands of comic, comic lovers, especially indie comic lovers. Cause I know the community is like so, so supportive. Um, and I'm excited to be on this side of it as opposed to just a fan, you know? Absolutely. No. And I, I am 100% behind you, man. It is a great, you know, book. Um, maybe one day, fingers crossed, uh, it can be a, you know, a movie or, you know, uh, that'd be awesome. like, a, like <laughs> something, maybe like a short, a short film or whatever. Um, yeah. last question and I'll let you, you know, uh, close it out for us. Where can everyone find you on your social medias? And is there one last message you want to tell everyone? Sure. So, um, I'm on uh, Twitter. That's kind of where I do most of my comic pushing. It's just at Joshua Dwayne. Dwayne is spelled D-W-U-A-N-E. Um, and then Instagram is Josh Wilson Creates. Um, and, you know, I haven't really thought of a kind of a, cl- a closing statement or whatever, but I just, again, I'm so appreciative of you for letting me come on here and for people being interested in, in not only my comics, but independent comics, people that are like just coming up with stories, creating things themselves and getting them out in front of people, no matter what that means, you know, it's, it's not that we can just go to a publisher and and it can be on every bookshelf in the country overnight, you know? So we really have to not only just create these things that hopefully you love, but also just work our, our butts off to make sure people actually even know that it exists. So um, I'm just so thankful for the support. And I hope that people um, take a chance on me as a creator and, and this book in general, because I, I really know that when you get it, you're going to love it. Absolutely. And I and I will second that as soon as y'all read this, uh, you're going to fall in love with it because I know I did. Um, Again, Josh, thank you so much for joining me uh, on this second episode of ECA interviews. Um, I will tag all of his stuff down below the Kickstarter campaign, um, his Twitter account and many more. Uh, But thank you guys for listening and we will catch you on episode three. Thanks a lot.